0: yo what's going on guys hope you're having a fabulous day and welcome to episode 15 of the and one podcast uh we're just joined by mike quigley who we will tell you all about in just one second uh if you have a look down below, everything you need to know is is right there. So uh yeah, give that a peek. You'll notice at the bottom there is a podcast, email a podcast Instagram, send us an email, uh, give us a follow on Instagram, and hey let us know if you think you should come on this podcast or you know somebody who you think would be great on this podcast. And yeah guys, it's a classic as usual. Uh, Nothing too fancy, but like, hey, what can you say? Great guest, and uh, I, I hope you stick around to listen to it, because you've got a lot of good things to say. Um, so yeah, sit back, relax, and enjoy the episode. Peace. And we're ticking, we're going, we're live. Uh, welcome back, everybody. Thanks for checking out episode 15 of the And One podcast. Me, Sammy, and... Our guest, our and one today, uh, is actually going to be an amazing man, uh, goes by the name of Mike Quigley, uh, currently the executive administrator of the KW Vipers Youth Basketball Program, uh, the lead assistant coach for the KW Titans, and uh, b- before all this, uh, humble beginnings as a uh, head coach at Centennial College in Scarborough in 1981, all the way back then, uh, coached at York University for 20 years uh, till 2002 uh, when he went to Laurier. Coached there for a few years. And I'd say the cherry on top, the most important, uh, most profound, most impressive accolade is his one-year stint as a member of the uh, Laurier University football team in 1967. Uh, how you doing, Mike?
1: I'm good. I'm good.
0: You want to... Uh... Uh, tell anybody, tell everybody listening kind of uh, what you do a little more uh, in depth uh, just currently than, uh, than, than I maybe went over. Um,
1: sure. Uh, apart from my role as the executive administrator of the KWYBA, um, in which I I kind of do what it says. I administer the. The league and look after make their, the association, make sure that things are, things are working. Um, even though nothing's working very much right now in this pandemic. Um, I also coach within the organization. Um, I'm currently working with two teams, um, both boys teams, a U11 and a uh, U19 in their final year um i have taken that u19 team through the whole cycle since they were u uh 11s um started last year it's like my fifth cycle now uh within the the vipers with with this u11 team i started last year when with them brand new as u10s um I expect to be able to take them all the way through. Um, yeah, I've no, been coach- that's, I, that's I've awesome. been I, I I I've been coaching basketball for uh, fifty one years now. Um, so I'm kind of what you'd call a lifer. I mean that's my even though I did other jobs. Um, I was a high school teacher for thirty uh two years 35 years actually total um and 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 coached football basketball rugby track all of those things mostly basketball though i was known for um um, and then just branched out into other uh, other levels uh when when opportunities arose uh, so it's, it's what I do.
0: that, that, that's awesome. I honestly, uh, props to you for being able to, to handle all that. Uh, I, I'm, I'm sitting here feeling like, uh, like a master organizer doing, doing homework and a podcast at the same time, th- like, you know, like, like having to fit that into a day. I can only imagine what it's like to be teaching and coaching and, and having to worry about all those different sports, even, even if they're not, uh. You know, can like at the same time, right? You, you have to you, you go through the cycles year in year out. Um, so yeah, uh, that's that's awesome. Uh, what's not awesome uh, is COVID right now, and unfortunately, we kind of have to ask about it every episode. But but uh, h- how's COVID affected you in the past year, and and you, what what's it looking like uh, moving forward with COVID? Not to get super in depth into it because that's not our goal, hey. but just curious.
1: Um, obviously, it's been horrible. Um, when it first came out a year ago, um, uh, everything got shut down. So, um, I mean, on, on kind of a personal level, uh, the U19 team that I had, um, last year were coming off, um, when they were U17s, so they were coming off a third place finish in in the ontario championships and so we were looking forward to um working uh working at a little higher level and uh you know we had success in mind and we didn't get anything um i mean we we had one practice and then we were shut down so we never got to even see if we were any good um, a, uh, a large number of those boys came back this year when we, when we opened up um, tryouts for the Viper teams, um, but we haven't been able to do much other than train, um, and even that was, was shut down when we went into the, uh, the lockdown period um and and even now when we're in the red zone we are extremely limited because we can only have 10 people in a gym yeah. um we have no access to any school gyms any of the school gyms in for either of the school boards um they are they are shut down to us right now uh so the only thing that is open to us is Rim Park. Uh, fortunately, we have a pretty good relationship with the city of Waterloo and and the people who run Rim Park. So um, we are working out a little bit, but it's extremely limited because we can only put ten people in that big huge gym, and then that that makes obviously makes the cost higher for those people who want to continue Um, as opposed to before when we were in different colors and we were able to put 50 in a gym and that kept the costs at a reasonable amount Uh, we're hoping we're hoping that we can get to that soon again and and expand what we're doing Nice. And, um,
2: as far as the Titans, do you, is there any, is there any return coming for that?
1: Um, probably next December. Um, again, they were shut down a year ago. Uh, right. We had, uh, Complete shutdown. Everybody went home. Um, the the twenty twenty one season has officially now been cancelled. Um, there's no no return to play for this year, um, but they are expecting that we will be good to go um, in December of. 21
0: well yeah there's there's uh, hopefully there's there's something to look forward to uh right and i think most most listeners can probably uh relate to something that they've had canceled but i mean on this podcast it's something we need to address um and i i hate dwelling on it but uh you know curiosity is killing me um how how did tryouts work uh this year were you able to do that okay did you have to split it up what was that like um
1: when we when when we had the tryouts back in um mid-september or end of september to mid-october um we were in i don't know what zone uh we were in um whether, whether it was green or yellow or something or even if they had zones then, but we were allowed 50 people in the gym. Um, and so we worked it so that if we had, if we had more than 50 at a tryout, we would use, um, both gyms, um, the, uh, at Rim Park, the, the big wall that goes in between the two main gyms, separates them enough that they count as two different rooms Um, and so we could put 50 in one and then however many more than 50 we had we could put in the other um and so it wasn't wasn't a problem um we only had we only had that happen uh with one group um, um no, two groups. The U fifteen, fourteen boys, and the U fifteen boys. Um, other, all, all the other groups, boys and girls. Um, the tryouts were less than fifty to start with, so we just operated within within uh, the gym that was available.
2: Yeah. Um. So. Putting COVID aside, enough of that, I don't like talking about it that much. You you talk about how you've done so many cycles with the Vipers and stuff, and w- out of what I've seen at least in the past couple of years, especially like my age groups, there's been like a recent surge in Kitchener basketball. Uh, like, what is it like watching that as a Vipers administrator and why why do you think that is? Like why do you think I know my we had Josiah a year above us, Ladera's a couple of years older, Jasmar. Why? Why do you think there's been such a surge of talent?
1: Well, go go a couple years higher than that, and you've got Jamal Murray. Yeah, of course. Um, and he he spent all of his all of his younger years here. Um, he didn't he didn't leave here until grade eleven. Um, and so that's, that's a factor, uh, the Raptors winning the championship, um, three years ago, big factor. Um, we've, we've found, we've had, um, probably, probably more than doubled capacity in the past um, five or six years, um, and and it's just uh, it's, it's just amazing to watch. I mean, our our house league uh, went from um, 36 teams in I'm just going to say five years ago to 64 teams when we, when we shut everything down in March, um, of last year, uh, which, which is, I mean, that, that in itself is, is a solid base to allow or to, to create, um, more viper teams i mean our our viper teams gone from um mid-20s uh up to 31 uh again when we shut down um and we had we had actually we had 30 we have 30 ready to go whenever there's anything to go um that are actually that are training right now for uh if they have to train until next season, then at least they are working on getting better.
0: Uh, and, and and for you, what's what's like the ideal size for a Ross? You talked about it's getting bigger. You want to um, hopefully add some more teams. What what's kind of that, you know, golden golden number?
1: For for what?
0: Oh, yeah. Sorry. Uh, for, for, for members, for... members on a team uh so you said you went from yeah so you said you um, went from 20 to 31 so i didn't miss anything yes. um
1: we went from uh, 20 to 31 actual, actual teams um most oh, of them bad. most most of them are, are in the area of 10 to 12 10 11 or 12 some have 13 occasionally a, uh, a group will be a little bigger. Uh, maximum that you can have on an OBA team uh, is 15. Uh, minimum that you have to have on uh, the younger teams, the U10 uh, to U12s, is 10. Yeah. Um, just uh, with,
2: there's been a recent thing in the region. I, even someone who came on our podcast in the past, they said that the talent in Kitchen Waterloo is kind of watered down because of how many teams there are. I know there's Vipers, Wild Hawks, Wolverines. I think there's even like some TGG Elite thing going on too. How how is it? Do you think that's good for the region? And if not, how how do you think
1: you could fix it? Um. I don't think it's bad for the region. Um, TGG Elite are actually play, uh, players who played for Vipers last year. Yeah. There are probably maybe one or two that didn't, but the, ma- the majority um, played. And um, the organizer who decided that he thought he could do things better than we do, um, has done that. Um, it's happened before. That's where the Wolverines came came in. They were a group who decided they didn't like the rules that Vipers had, and they left. Um, there's actually only two Wolverine teams now, um, and eventually there won't be any Wolverine teams because there's no they have no young, uh, young groups. They have um, a U14 team and a U16 uh, team. So eventually they'll age out, and there won't be any Wolverines. Um, the Wild hawks have been around. Um, they 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 serve a certain area. They are more Waterloo centric and They serve us uh, a a different socioeconomic uh, strata than, than necessary, than mostly than what we do. Um, I mean, one of, one of our mandates is to provide um, an opportunity for um, everyone to play basketball, um, no matter what their uh, status is um, we we um, we look after a lot of players uh, in terms of allowing them to play for uh, reduced fees etc
2: yeah um, have you ever thought like for example my age group I knew that People would consider that the Wild Hawks had like a, a better all around team, but then the Vipers had Jasmar. so there's always there's always the battle of that. Ha, has there ever been a time where you guys have like butted heads or maybe even considered merging? To, because I feel like if you guys merged, you could no
1: re- battle of okay. the big Toronto teams. We 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 can't merge because we have different philosophies of uh, reason for having a club. The KW Vipers and the KW YBA are not for profit organization. And any money that we do make is turned back into providing, um, things for the club, uh, much of which is, um, fee assistance. The Water, Waterloo Wild Hawks are a for profit club, um, because they are the, sole uh income support for um their their president that's that's his job that's how he pays his rent or or his mortgage or whatever yeah buys buys food
0: so clearly not not uh not not compatible unless there were some uh major changes to go through um, I was wondering, do you, do you see um, uh, you know, uh, the the Vipers focusing on on enabling everybody to play basketball? Do you see that necessarily as a weakness or a shortcoming, or do you no, see it more a as a strength? strength? And it's do you want to def- do you want to talk about that a little bit?
1: Sure, it's definitely a strength. Um, what what I would what I would say is that uh in order in order to be successful um there has to we have to we have to encompass everybody uh you never know where or who is going to end up uh with the with the will to um, push themselves to the point where they can be, um, successful, um, or more successful than, than others. Uh, and, and, and so we, we try to provide that opportunity, uh, for everybody to start out and, and see if they if that's the thing that they want to do and and if so then we provide them um, with the facilities and the coaching and the and and all of the things that that are necessary we will we will um work for them we will we will support them in terms of if they're if they're looking at going on um, to a camp that costs money, we will see what we can do to help them through that, um, and that's where a lot of success will come in.
0: Yeah do you have a do you have a particular uh... Story or 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 player that that really jumps out to you is is a guy that maybe it wouldn't have got the chance um, if KW didn't have um, if if the Vipers program didn't put such an emphasis on um, encompassing everybody and, and and helping somebody play um, it, it, even if they don't have necessarily the the financial resources to um, I mean I guess like buy the books. Uh, support themselves or, or, or pay for it.
1: Um, I would say that all of the all of the players that have been um, successful to this point have have taken advantage of of what we offer, um, no matter what their socioeconomic status was whether they could afford uh to do these things or not um i think i think one of the again one of the factors is that because we have so many um players um and and we have such a big base within our house league um majority of house league players, um, especially on the boys' side, um, their goal is to be a viper. Um, so a lot of, a lot of them, um, there, there are a lot within that group who, who take advantage of our fee assistance programs um and then are able um to learn the the basics and develop and then take their athletic ability and then move up to the next level um specific players that that have taken advantage i mean i think all of them have i think josiah um josiah took advantage of the, of of um our ability to see or maybe my ability to see his potential uh and recommend that when he was in grade eight um, he train and play with the grade nine team that i was coaching um, as it would be a better uh, better fit for him and a better um, use of his uh, abilities, uh, his talents. Um, Jasmar um, Jasmar did the same thing back when he was in grade uh, six and he played with my grade 18. Um, uh because he also had a commitment to a team in toronto and he couldn't um, couldn't be at everything and so uh it wasn't fair to his grade six team to only have him there part-time whereas with our team it was to his advantage to be with us whenever he could um so, so I think it's more the, the, um, the chances that we're able to, to develop, um, or the, the things that the coaches within our organization are able to see, um, and, and be able to put players in, um, positions where they can, grow and develop maybe a little faster. Yeah, and does it doesn't it doesn't necessarily mean that that anybody who's any good should move up and play at a higher level. It just means that, of course, there there's there's certain there are certain coaches within our organization, there are certain uh, groups within our organization who might be able to help a player more than, than necessarily just moving them up to play at a, at at a higher level because playing, playing at their, their own, within their own age group is also a good thing in terms of, uh, the, the ability to develop leadership, um, and, uh, and and, and um, be the be the top guy because eventually they're gonna need that quality.
0: Uh yeah, so I I, I guess I, I I wanted to ask uh, you know kind of what what goes into that decision was that essentially kind of summing it up. Uh, what would what would cause you to make that decision to move a player up or or keep them down, or, or is there a little more to it? Uh, I mean, are you more hesitant at a, at a younger age, more hesitant at an older age?
1: I'm definitely more hesitant at a younger age. Um, a lot depends upon um, the player, um, his or her parents, um, and and one thing that you you always have to take into consideration is um, how much about the entire aspect of basketball do the parents understand, or do they just see my kid is great, he's going to the NBA, um, and I'm going to push him. Um to be the best that that um I want him to be, and that's that's a thing that that you always have to to understand so dealing with some of these players like Josiah, his father is extremely knowledgeable uh he was in fact one of our viper coaches for a while um and and so moving him uh up wasn't wasn't it was it was a mutual decision by everybody that you need to have you need to have all of the people involved um go along with it Um, and the same with with josiah and his dad who Mm -hmm. um I mean it's, it goes all the way back to uh when I first saw Jamal when he was in, when he was six and he was playing in our U Ten House League. And um I said to his dad, he needs to be playing on a Viper team. Um he's 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 way too good to just be in house league and Roger said, um, I have a plan and obviously um, the plan worked, and it's still working. Um, and so um, the times after that, he did play um, a couple times um, on on various Viper teams in his age group. Um, he also played a year with Wild Hawks, and he played a couple of years with Wolverines. Um and and there comes a time where you you understand that the teams that that you have available um, aren't necessarily going to help um, that player's development, and they need to move on to somewhere else. So we we don't consider ourselves to be um, the The number one team in or club in the world uh we think we're pretty good um definitely i think um we're in top five or six in the province um i have i have coaches telling me we're higher than that but um There's always, there's always, you always know that, that there's something better out there. So, like, Josiah and, um, Jasmar, both down in the States right now at prep schools, and they will, they will be using that, um, training to, to get. Their their basketball scholarship to to some university like Josiah's going to West Virginia. Um, and and as long as they're making use of basketball to achieve other goals, um, that's great. And if, if they can go further than that. Uh, and they can eventually, maybe even make some money out of playing the game. Then that's great. Um, I think they, I think both of them can. And I think we have maybe a few others um, who are younger right now who can who can follow. Um, once 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 we get out of this pandemic and are able to actually um, train the way we need to. Of
2: course. Um, Yeah. Earlier you were talking about how some parents, you know, they, they just say they want to push their kid and they want to take it, take them to the NBA. Obviously no names involved, but do you, do you have any stories about a parent who just, Really was just pushing their kid and trying to get him to the next level, but he really, like, we either wasn't like he didn't want to really, or it just wasn't really the right path for him.
1: Uh, there's lots of those, lots of those. I had, I had, um, way back when, uh, in, in my first cycle, um, I had a couple players who. Who were exceptional in this in this area? Uh, they were Wixa All Stars. They were um, uh, sought after um, prospects at the at the CIS level, um, and they both went to university, and they both went. They both went to the first set of tryouts they were they were recruited um and they quit because they realized at that point they they didn't want to put in the amount of work that was expected um because they'd basically been able to get by he, they, they trained very hard when when I was coaching them and when they were in high school, yeah. but but they just didn't um, they did they they reached a different a different level uh, in their life by going to university and they they didn't want basketball to interfere with that and it, and it would have. So the, and and they basically have a, didn't play after that. Um, I I I see all the time. I see all the time parents pushing their kids. Um, when you when you go to practices and you watch and when parents were allowed. I mean the only the only good thing about COVID is that parents aren't allowed in the gym and <laughs> that that might be something that we would like to continue <laughs> um because, because polite way of putting it because i've seen i've seen parents be a detriment to to the development of their kids by by watching them so intently in practice and and you know calling them over and telling them things um and 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 it happens it's happened in games too um to the point where i mean we have a now we have a code of conduct that parents have to sign um at registration that's that says they will not interfere. During practices or games, um, with what the coach is doing or saying, because a lot of times it's contradictory. Um, because they want their kid to score, you know, 50 points, um, even though it's you know, basically impossible at these at the younger levels. Um, and again, as as the as kids grow. You, you see this as kids grow older, um, and there's less parent contact. I mean, initially, when they're like you 10, 11, 12, like parents are at every practice and at every game. And then when they get a little older, you 14, you 15, parents drive them and, uh, and drop them off. But they don't come into practice. You only see them at games. Then they get, then you get to U seventeen, U nineteen. Uh, players are driving themselves, so you don't necessarily see very many parents ever. Uh, and I know that that the players are getting more mature physically and mentally. Um, but they also aren't having to deal with um, the, the the parent influence and and those that still do um i i i see them um not progressing as much as i think they should be able to yeah and and we talk about it we uh, you know it's not really a confrontation but it's it is um, where you have to actually tell the parents that they need to uh, ease up some um, and and again uh, you see you see it a lot especially at younger ages in house league where where parents parents go crazy you you 10 house league parents are nuts
0: it's the Um, same in
1: hockey i can attest to that right and 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 you you i i always tell i always tell the coaches and 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 everybody else that's that's concerned is like we we don't have designations anymore but they used to be called novice 10 novice and not only do you have novice players especially when it's their first year but you also have novice parents in that they don't understand anything in fact half the time they don't even understand the rules of the game um but they hear something and, or they watch something on TV and they don't understand why those things are happening or not happening um and it's all it's all about education and communication and it's so yeah parents parents i i've seen i've seen parents turn kids off playing yeah
2: um, so you've been doing all these cycles and you've also, you said you coached at York, you coached at Laurier, which would be like, generally they'd be recruiting some kids from that area. Have you had any kids that you've coached through the cycle for Vipers and then they ended up being on one of their university teams? And if so, what was, what was that relationship like? Um, yeah.
1: I haven't actually now when I, well, actually I have, I have. When I was at, when I was at York and I was, I was coaching high school, um, uh, I had, um, two, two of my, my players, uh, make York's team, um, different, different years, but, um, neither of them uh, both of them both of them were were quite capable of playing but neither of them continued after their first year Uh, one of them decided that university wasn't for him and he went back to community college and went into the nursing program Um, and another one transferred to a different university uh, and went out east where they actually offered offered money. At that time, uh, in the OUA, uh, nobody nobody was uh, giving scholarships or offering any kind of money to uh, players uh, athletically. Uh, they might have got academic scholarships, but that was that was different. So. Um, At Laurier, I had the opportunity um, to those. Those were the two players I told you about who quit um, during the tryouts. Um, I had another player who Well, I had two other players who. Weren't highly recruited. um, Except that they wanted to go to Laurier but they were um, they were cut um one of them transferred to waterloo and played there for a while um and then went out east uh one of them just continued to play um in the in the intramurals um the the vipers actually won uh laurier's men's intramural basketball uh whatever the highest group was in for like three years in a row because it was all made up of uh viper players most of whom played for me who weren't playing for the the for the varsity team they were they were just playing intramurals but they were um they played together for 5 years so they were pretty good. Um so um a couple other viper players um one of whom I recruited um even though the head coach didn't really want wasn't wasn't that keen on who ended up playing there for five years, um, and being pretty solid player. Um, the one thing that, that I enjoy is that right now, um, there are, I think, five ex Viper players who are coaching Viper teams as, as mostly as assistant coaches, but are helping within the program so i think that's that's also something that's um a good thing that that developed
0: it feels like uh, at this point it feels like all of our questions end somewhere with somebody somehow uh losing interest at the university level um do you want to talk about why that might be there? There, there, there might be a bigger difference between uh, playing for a team like the Vipers and then going on to, to play in university, esports, um, so on and so forth. Um, and maybe uh, if you think that there are, are differences just um, with both kind of the physical uh, working more side of the game and then also just the mental aspect. Uh, you want to expand on that? I'm I'm curious.
1: Sure, um, that's a good question. Um, there's there's a big step. Um, anybody who's played high school basketball knows there's a big step between playing junior and playing senior. There's a big step between playing high school basketball and playing on. a a good Viper rep team Um, because like on a high school team there's one or two usually one or two players who are pretty good um, or maybe really good um, working all the way down to there's one or two players who are not very good but are just good kids and Coach likes them and etc. Um, on a Viper team, you're getting the best players from, you know, a number of the different schools within the area. Um, so that's that that's a, a big step. But there's there's a huge step between that and playing um OUA CIS basketball um, there's there's a there is a big step between Viper rep um, and and college, OCA uh, even even a team like Conestoga that doesn't win very many games um, up to this point um, because they are, a fairly new program and it takes takes a while to get established Um, and again it's all it's all a matter of how much recruiting is done and what programs are available etc but then there's another big big step between college and uh, university I think there's a bigger, a bigger step in being able to play at that level than to be able to go to school at that level. Um, I think, I think, I don't think there's as big a step between grade 12 and first year university academically as there is between, um, playing at a, at a rep level basketball and playing at a university first of all you once 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 the team is selected which is hard because you probably have 30 to 40 players all whom were top high school and rep players um competing for a few spots the, the, the secret to success at the OUA and the, all the CIS level is having a team that's mostly made up of fourth and fifth year players because they've, they've gone through the rigors of working for, for three or four years. Um, and they've established the culture um, they're the ones they're the ones who who kind of rule the team in terms of behavior and in terms of things like effort um, and the ability to take the constructive criticism that the coaches are offering um, and, and learn, um, and they, they teach the younger players that. So in reality, out of the, the 30 or 40 players that are there at the tryouts, probably six to eight of them are already established um and are going to be on the team so there are not that many spots available um at this point right now i mean teams teams are teams only have 12 playing spots but they generally have 15 16 or even more uh, Loria has 20 right now players on their team Um, I think they have 20 right now because of COVID and because of the fact they're not playing. So they want to develop as many players as they can so that next year when they are playing, um, they'll have have a good pool to work from. Um, So they practice five days a week um, unless they have a game um they practice for two hours at a time most high schools only practice and even viper teams only practice for an hour and a half um that extra half hour becomes important um just in terms of of what your body can handle um they need to also work um on developing their strength, um, because most, most first year players aren't strong enough to withstand what happens in a game. It's way more physical, um, than even, than even a high level rep team. Um, and, and the speed is faster and the decisions that you have to make are quicker, um, and all of that um and and you also have your individual workouts um which could be um an hour to an hour and a half uh maybe twice a week um where you work on shooting or you go to a school like carlton uh you know which has the the uh, championship uh flavor um because they've developed it over the past 20 years and they have won like 12 um they have to shoot they have to shoot 200 shots a day on their own um, and they have to make 80 percent sorry 80 So, 80 percent um i have a their, feeling some their... people
0: might uh might lie about that i don't i don't um, know how realistic that is but
1: okay so that's what i said and um one of the coaches from there said um everything's recorded yeah. um so they they say they made 80 percent um and then they in practice, um they go like one for one for eight for their their threes. These are threes yeah. that they have to shoot. Two hundred threes. Um and they go like one for eight in practice. And the coach will then bring them in and have a talk.
2: Well what what happens if they like if they don't go eighty percent? Do they just have to restart the two hundred threes until they get
1: Eighty percent? Um, I'm I'm not I'm not sure about that. Yeah. I think they probably have have to do something. Yeah. Yeah. I'll, um, I'll but like I don't know the entire I don't know the entire story. I only have yeah. only heard parts of it. Yeah. Um, but. <clears throat> so so the amount of time that you need to spend on basketball is a lot more than you have ever done before in your life yeah. okay you also have your classes now the the, the thing that i always tell i always used to tell uh recruits is that you don't go to class as much as you did when you were in high school because you don't have as many hours of classes and they're spread out all over the place and nobody's going to take attendance yeah. except except sometimes basketball coaches or or sports coaches will have people who who keep track of players attending classes
2: it's, it's kind of like covid in the way that you'd think like oh i don't have to go to class as much it's been we're only at school for three hours but it makes it a lot harder when you kind of have to be in charge of yourself and
1: you're right. For getting all of that done, right okay so so yeah so you're now in charge of yourself especially if you aren't like if you're living at the university somehow Either on campus or off campus, but not living at home anymore. Um, so you're in charge of yourself, and the the amount of the number of distractions that there are at university um, or around university um, when when we weren't in COVID. Um, is is exceptional so you have to be able to to put all of those things in perspective and you have to be be able to handle uh all of that so it makes it it, it makes it difficult um for some people to be able to do that and so Um, it all depends on how strong their commitment is to basketball. And if they were playing basketball because it was fun and because it was, they were able to get by on their, their just their talent without having to work as hard at high school or, or, uh, rep level then maybe they decide it's too much work and in ca- most cases that's that's the decision that's made there's too much work and so the the thing that they will come up with when they go to tell their coach that they no longer want to play anymore is that they want to that they want to focus on their school work, um, whether it's true or not, uh, maybe they want to focus on their schoolwork during the time that they were playing, uh, would have been playing basketball, so that then after that, then they can go and party, um, as, a, as opposed to playing basketball, then doing your schoolwork and then going to bed, not partying because cause somewhere along the line you have to sacrifice something of course uh, I just want to
2: ask one last question before Cam asks the final question that we ask all of our guests throughout of all the cycles that you've done is there any players that you've coached that have gone on to do some like spe- to go and play at a really high level and do you want to speak on them and any stories about them and what it was like
1: coaching them? Right. Um, okay. Um, I, I suppose the 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 one that I feel the, the most um, success with, um, and he has become a, a very good friend, is uh, Murphy Bernatewski who played at SGM. And played Vipers uh, for me from grade nine to to grade thirteen, um, or second grade twelve. No, he didn't. He only played till grade twelve. Um, and even even after he went to the um, Canada Basketball Academy, um, it was called Nita in in Hamilton. For grade 11 and 12, he still played Vipers after, the, after that they were finished. Um, he has gone on. Well, he, he he went to University of Maine. Then he transferred to Colgate for his last two years. Um, he was the Athlete of the Year at Colgate uh, in his final year. He went on to play in Europe. Um, he has played, um uh, number of different places, uh, Poland, uh, Switzerland. Um, he's played out in, uh, the Far East in Taiwan. Um, and he's played, and he played for the St. John Rock in the NBL, um, for two years. Um, and 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 now he's out, he's he's coaching and teaching basketball in Nebraska. Um, he's living in Halifax now. So uh, he's probably the one that I identify with the most um, because I didn't actually coach Jamal. I missed by, by a year. Um, I was supposed to take over the team that he was on in grade eight, um, from the, from the coach who had had them, uh, up until then. Um, I forget the actual reason why I didn't make that, make that change. I kind of always regret that. Um, but, um, then, then I did take that team the, the following year, but Jamal was at that point, um, I guess he was playing for Wild, had, had moved to Wild Hawks. Um, I was, I was, I was going to take over the team and I did take over the team because it was having a lot of, uh internal friction and i i think that if i had taken over i mean you always look back in hindsight but if i had taken over in grade the team in grade eight maybe jamal would have stayed with us until he went to athlete institute and cia pounds
2: i i mean like this would based based on how good the city's getting I bet I I bet you'll get another chance to probably coach someone as high as
1: Cal. Yeah. 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 And and you know I mean um, these the the kids I'm working with right now are U11 so they're 10 years old they're just turning 11 now most of them. Um, I think there's one or two in there that if if they work as hard as I think they can, um, and as I think they they want to, I think they have some potential of being very good, and the team has some potential of of doing some very, very good things
0: well, uh fingers crossed right, not trying to put uh put, put on too much pressure um, or anything, right. but we can because we can only do so much, and I think a lot of what you said has revolved around that, especially with parents and and uh and whatnot but uh what me and Sammy always like to ask our guests at the end of the podcast uh, the the infamous uh last question uh it's really not all that scary at all it's just um what's super interesting to us is learning why our guests do the work that they do so i'm posing you that question and i'm giving you this time to answer it
1: okay um that's a, it it's a great question um and and it's something that that I think about all the time. Um, I do it for the kids. Uh, I do it because I really enjoy seeing them having fun uh, at something that I like. I enjoy seeing them develop um, and and gain confidence in themselves and just become better people um i mean i have i have a a number of friendships that that i have developed um that have lasted with with players like like murphy who i first started coaching in i think 2004 or 2005 somewhere back there um so to see them to see them grow and develop to see um to looking back into my high school years um seeing Seeing players develop, uh, get jobs, have families, um, tell me that you know they're certain. Tell me things that I told them that they're telling their kids. Um, things like they're not they're not playing until they've got their homework done. Um, So I'm, I'm looking at not just making somebody into an NBA player, um, if that's what they want, um, but making somebody into a great person, um, somebody who has something to contribute, um, to society, um, yeah so yeah that's why that's why I do it.
0: that's awesome um and uh, I I promise this isn't um a, a, any any comment about your age uh, it's 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 only a compliment you, you you speak like somebody who's been around the game for a long time uh you, you start to see things over and over uh you start to realize things and uh, you're very wise um so I want to thank you for coming on uh thank you from, from me and Sammy um we do like to give a little bit of time at the end just in case um there's any um anything you'd like to promote or make the audience aware of any dates or anything they should be aware of um but 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 yeah i'll give you that time now if you have anything uh that you think's important to say
1: okay um basically um um, we don't have any any anything coming up that we can talk about because because of the situation we're in but hopefully um, we will be back to some kind of normal um, by next september um, and and at that point um, we will be we will be um Going through registrations for our house league and for our Vipers and for tryouts and and hopefully all of that will will be able to run again um, because right now I know um, there are a lot of kids out there who really wish they could be playing basketball um, and. Hopefully, this this year off hasn't dulled their interest, and um, that they're looking forward to a return to play as much as we are. Um, I know at the Ontario basketball level, um, I'm privy because I am the vice president uh of the board on the board of directors. Um we are going to be rolling out a return to play for rep clubs. Um another like an, an updated version which will allow us to to do some things um that we haven't been able to do. Um probably within the next couple of weeks. And so, um, for that, it's it's a step, and and we need to keep continue taking these small steps that were allowed um, within the framework um, that the government and the medical people uh, feel are safe, because um, safety obviously is our first first priority, and we we Really work on making sure that that everybody's following the, the proper protocols and not doing things that are that are dangerous and are going to lead into spikes in 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 this pandemic, and then we can we can uh, get back to playing the game that we all love of
2: course well yeah that's great um i just want to say thanks again for coming on it was great to hear about your 50 years of coaching experience and um
1: i just and thanks for anyone who's listening still so yeah peace